0: what's up can you hear me
1: yeah 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 all right what is
0: up guys welcome back to the last episode of unfiltered season two um it's been quite the journey this past uh, you know like six seven months um but you know finally it is super bowl sunday you know the most anticipated day of the year for the nfl you know for football fans everywhere um yeah it's just an exciting day seeing Matthew Stafford versus Joe Burrow nobody would have expected this Um, I mean maybe Matthew Stafford but definitely not Joe Burrow you know being the Bengals and all that having the second worst odds to win the Super Bowl next to the Jets or something at the beginning of the season and now uh, yeah now they're now they're here you know Uh, you can never you never expect it man anybody can make it to the Super Bowl like you know the Giants have you know came back in the wild card to be the best, like, Patriots team ever. We've seen various, uh, you know, number one seeds lose, various, uh, wild card teams win. Buccaneers won last year. I think people forget that the Buccaneers were a wild card team, um, but anyways, yeah, we got the Bengals and Rams, man. What do you want to, what are your takeaways for this game?
1: Uh, I'm just glad it's a, it, it's it's probably the closest like quarterback duel I've seen in a while. Yeah um in recent I mean people I mean Mahomes and Brady was a great one last year, but yeah. both teams are both teams are pretty healthy, which is something you need to make it this far in the playoffs. Yeah. Um and the like the chiefs last year had like three starting offensive linemen out and it really did hurt them it showed on the field and what was supposed to be a great super bowl 55 between uh what most people consider the goat and you know maybe his uh successor turned out to be really bad but i don't see that game like i don't see this game going like that um I think they're pretty evenly matched. I think the Rams have a slightly better team all around. You have like big name stars on there, yeah. Um, but you know, Joe Joe Burrow has his go to guy in Jamar Chase. Matthew Stafford has his guy in Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I the Rams' defensive line with Von with Von Miller. Um Aaron Donald, um, Greg Gaines. They're the Bengals offensive line is one of the worst in the league, and it's surprising that they've made it this far. Usually a formula for a team, for a winning team in the NFL is to have, you know a
0: great offensive
1: line. Yeah. Great offensive line, a great defensive line as well. Um, yeah, some really good but, guys in the he- trenches, but The Bengals have defied all odds. Yeah, I just
0: feel like these last three to four years, like, many teams like the Chiefs or the Bengals, or now the Bengals this year, you know, like the Vikings drafting Justin Jefferson, I feel like it's like this new age of, like, chemistry for, like, a wide receiver and quarterback, like, duo, like, if... If you have a great duo between like a wide receiver and a quarterback you can get pretty far i know the vikings haven't gone that far uh like this year they missed the playoffs Uh, last year i think they came close i don't remember but um like this wide receiver and quarterback duo is like one of the most important things in the league now like mahomes and hill like they're one of the most electric duos one of the most dominant uh wide receiver and quarterback duos yeah um i mean, obviously offensive line is... It's its what makes, like, your offense consistent. It's what makes you able to, you know, pass the ball consistently. It's just that Joe Burrow, he's had... He's able to just make his own, like, creative plays and, you know, just, like, after he's pressured in the pocket, he can just do anything. Uh, he's really similar to, like, what Mahomes usually does when he's pressured. Like, Mahomes barely ever gets sacked like I rarely see him get sacked um, awesome. they always have their own style of you know getting out of the pocket uh, and um, Burrow is definitely showing that especially in that Chiefs game and that Titans game um, he was pressured a lot like he was sacked nine times and still was able to win the game um, I think if you're sacked nine times like in a playoff game then you have like nothing to be scared of in the Super Bowl like he is going up against the best like defensive line arguably Mm -hmm. in the NFL like especially Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd Vaughn Miller all these people great defensive players but I don't think that's going to phase him I think he's uh, he's going to stay you know calm and collected and you know have his chemistry still shining in this game with Jamar Chase um
1: yeah, that's... yeah. I I like what you said. I mean, there has like there has to be something said about kind of this new approach that some teams have and that a lot of teams have in the draft and have to take note. A lot of I mean, going yeah. going into this past year's draft, everyone was like, oh, you know, the Bengals. What they need most is a is a blindside yeah. is a blindside offensive lineman for Joe Burrow. I mean, it's literally the reason why he had a season-ending ACL injury. The year prior right um, and and so a lot of people were critical when they took Jamar Chase fourth overall um, yeah he but, was doing yeah.
0: so much shit for, for like dropping a few passes in training camp but mm-hmm. like now he's the he has the best rookie season ever after yeah. like what we just thought just Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. had like one of the best rookie years
1: now yeah Jamar Chase. both these LSU guys um, coming in as rookies, um, both played with Joe Burrow. Imagine if, imagine if, um, Justin Jefferson was also on, um, this Bengals team. Um, anyways, I'm just thinking about, yeah, imagine he did still have a lot of drops during this season, and imagine if he didn't have like as many of those drops, he'd probably have even more offensive yards. He just on Thursday during the NFL honors, he won Offensive Rookie of the Year and deservedly so. I mean, deservedly so over Mac Jones. I think last year with Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert, like
0: yeah, Mac, <clears throat> Mac
1: Justin Justin Herbert had a. It's I mean these offensive awards are usually you know quarterback awards, but Mac Jones didn't have as great of a uh, rookie season as Justin Herbert did. So. um, so I'm glad they gave it to somebody who ended up getting like 50 to 100 yards more receiving than Justin Jefferson did last year. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's something it's 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 it'll be really interesting in um, the next coming years of the draft. If you're going to see a lot of skill position players draft mainly drafted, you know, in the top 15. Um mm-hmm overall because you look at the Bengals' success yeah really far below average um offensive line but joe burrow has the weapons and joe mixon and his receiving core tyler boy t higgins yeah. Uzoma, who i don't know is gonna play or not i think he might be a game i think he is clear to
0: play yeah
1: higby isn't playing though yeah um, that's
0: that's the that's the crazy thing yeah higby um But this means that, like, if Higby's out, then, like, that doesn't really matter, I guess. I mean, he is their big tight end. Mm -hmm. uh, Who can... He's a a good blocking tight end as well. But, um, you know, it's not like Matthew Stafford has uh, like, a few more good weapons. Like, he has the best receiver in the NFL. Like, we talk about Jamar Chase, like, and Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, all these people, these great receivers, but Cooper Cup is playing and this is his first Super Bowl like he's never played in the Super Bowl he was injured last Mm -hmm. time Um, you know after winning Offensive Player of the Year the other day he has a chance to you know solidify himself as um, you know a Super Bowl winning Offensive Player of the Year you know receiver I think only like three or four receivers have gone Offensive Player of the Year Um, so it's actually pretty rare that we we just witnessed uh, him getting that Um,
1: yeah Um, Yeah, yeah, Cooper Cup is looking to finish what's one of the best. I mean, you know, might be up there in one of of the best best receiving seasons of all time. time, You know, there's a good chance he could win um, MVP um, if, you know, Matthew, if he has a lot of Matthew Stafford's yards and Matthew Stafford doesn't put up like the most impressive numbers. That's kind of um, the recipe yeah. for a wide receiver to get it, like Julian Edelman did in '53.
0: Unless uh, their uh, you know defense kind of shines as well, um, yeah. You know, but I'm I honestly don't think this is going to be a big defensive. I feel like it's going to be a, a high scoring game. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what I think. I think both defenses are going to struggle a little, but it's going to come up to the offenses. You know, these two offenses are really good um, at scoring at. You know being under pressure um so yeah i, th- I think it's gonna be high school soon.
1: <clears throat> they call them both these quarterbacks have been great under pressure mm-hmm. um during this playoffs i mean joe burrow you know to lead a 11 point really an 18 point comeback in the conference championship game two weeks ago against kansas yeah. city he had some run, he had some quarterback runs. He converted himself, um, just able to, to, to move the ball really well. Matthew Stafford, when, you know, they gave up a 21 point lead to the, um, actually, I think it was like 24 points, 24 yeah, point to lead bucks, to, yeah. to, to the bucks. And then is able to throw that deep bomb to Cooper cup yeah. on a, on a two minute drill less than two minutes really and set up a game winning field goal to advance to the conference championship. Um, big plays like that, I mean, if if it comes down, like you said, to, you know, an offensive an offensive game where it is whose offense is gonna, you know, stall out first and who's gonna, you know, maybe have the last possession, mm-hmm. then you have to look at the quarterback and who's gonna make more of those big plays down the stretch um that are gonna that are gonna win that are gonna win the game yeah. so i i um i think we've been a little um we've been we've been a bit wrong with score predictions um during these I playoffs mean, I, I think we've been like i mean
0: i i wasn't really wrong uh the last uh, which one <laughs> i i said cincinnati would beat kansas city no
1: i mean like i mean like the actual scores
0: Actual score, I mean, actual scores is really hard to get right. Yeah. Um, the only one I came close to was the Bills and Chiefs one, but uh, obviously the Chiefs one I said 36 33 Buffalo, but it happened to be like 42 to 36 or something.
1: Um, yeah, 42 36. Yeah, I'm, I'm just <clears throat> saying, um, a lot of the games, at least for me, I've predicted them to be higher scoring. Um but yeah Cincinnati has
0: scored a little lower like against the Titans against the Raiders I mean those were like average like 20 20 point games I mean mm-hmm. they scored like 19 points I think against the Titans but um, th- this team like if they have to score high if they have to answer like another offense that's like pretty dominant like the Rams then I think they can definitely do that they can definitely match their uh, offensive like power and uh, performance so yeah I don't I think like this this game I feel like it's gonna it's gonna um I have a feeling it's gonna be like one of the highest performances by like receivers on both teams um
1: mm-hmm.
0: like we could see obj. Get over 100 yards. We could see Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is most likely going to get over 100 yards in this game. Yeah, Um, like Jamar Chase is definitely going to get like at least 100 yards. Um, I'm not sure about the running game. Like Mixon, they definitely, they definitely. uh, I mean, he's he's probably the best running back in the Super Bowl uh, this year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think he's. I don't think they're going to give him that many uh, touches. Uh, you know in attempted rushes and stuff i think they're gonna use him for like uh maybe like some screens or some you know just some other options but i agree
1: it's gonna come yeah. down to the receivers i agree <clears throat> i think like joe mixon has been it's it is surprising He's he got coming into this year he was the most established offensive weapon you know joe burrow he had some question marks with acl um, Jamar Chase, you didn't know how he was going to do. Um, but Joe Mixon has proved himself in his, what, four... I think this is his fourth season? I think so. Yeah. Fourth or fifth season in, in the NFL, and he's had pretty a pretty underwhelming postseason thus far. <laughs> um, and, I mean, both teams are very similar. They're very pass-heavy. You know, Cam Akers, Sony Michelle. Um, whoever's going to be in the backfield for the Rams, you know they haven't had like the greatest crazy games in terms of numbers, either. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because Mixon, he can he can do it all. So I want to see we, can, him get we also him, like get him uh, more involved.
0: Yeah, I feel like we might see Samaje Pirine in this game a lot too. Like he he was one of the biggest keys to their victory in the AFC Championship. Um, mm-hmm. Like he had that one insane, uh, like short play uh, where he just ran it down the field for the touchdown. Like you could definitely see uh, Samaje Perine and like I don't know, like Sony Michelle, and the same kind of you know options and the same kind of uh, plays. So it's gonna be a very alike play calling. I feel like, uh, and both both coaches, both head coaches, are literally. It's like the youngest head coaching matchup in Super Bowl history, too. Mm-hmm. So. I think
1: that's another thing I was I was thinking about with the head coaches. McVay has been in this situation before, although he's young. He's this is his second Super Bowl, yeah. and he, you know, probably his that Ram side in that in Super Bowl fifty three uh, three years ago was probably it's probably the worst offensive yeah. performance in a Super Bowl ever. So, you know, you can't get much worse than that. And a lot of this, people this
0: this offense is definitely gonna be like a hundred mm-hmm. times better. Oh. Yeah.
1: And so even though he's young, he's been in that situation before. But I, I'm not and a lot of people are like, Oh, Zach Taylor, you know, he's not like the best and he's not like the best coach. But I mean you have to be you have to be somewhat yeah, competent some to style. lead your team. Um, From four
0: and eleven to Super Bowl competing, like in one year.
1: Yeah, four. I think yeah, four and twelve, or three and thirteen, something like that. Yeah. Um. To yeah. To the Super Bowl the next year. Um. Yeah, I'm not looking. Zach Taylor has proved. I feel like the Bengals have kind of reinvented themselves to this postseason. It's not as much these deep bombs like you would see in those later weeks against like their big win against Kansas City that pretty much that clinched them I'm pretty sure the AFC North title Um, where Jamar Chase had crazy stat lines it was just big play after big play Joe Burrow has been you know really using those five to 15 five to 20 yard passes um, completions they're not they haven't really been that big yeah. of a big play team this playoffs. So that that shows me that the game plan that Zach Taylor and his crew have been able to um really reinvent themselves and still find success. So I'm really intrigued by what, you know, what game plan they have in store for this game. Um against an unfamiliar opponent. Um it, that's why that's why we have to look if they're gonna in like are they gonna you know use that duo of Mixon and, and P Ryan more. Um yeah. anyways. And it,
0: it, it's gonna be um like we could see one of the best like wide receiver corner matchups like Ramsey on Chase, you know? that's, mm-hmm. that's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be a really interesting um, you know, matchup. Also, like the Bengals safeties, they are the reason that they're in the Super Bowl um, they've performed really well in the last three weeks like Jesse Bates yeah um, they're they're one of the biggest keys uh, today if the, if the Bengals want to win you know I definitely think they can like they can definitely uh, like intercept uh, Stafford like I, I can definitely see it they can cover uh, pretty big names like Ben Jefferson OBJ you know I even think they can they can uh, you know cover Cooper Cup as well. Um, you know, you never know. Uh, Stafford has, um, I believe, doesn't he have like the most interceptions in the NFL this year or something?
1: Um, I think he may. Yeah, he had yeah. a he had a good stretch where he was in like in the middle of the season where he was not doing really yeah, so well he, at all. He's
0: had um. 17 interceptions this year. I think it's, like, it's top three in interceptions. Um, I mean, the 41 regular season touchdowns make go for it, but uh, you know, he's really, like, Matthew Stafford is not one of those quarterbacks uh that rarely throws an interception. He throws, like, an interception or two every game. Uh-huh. Uh, and especially against this safety duo and this, uh you know, these DBs on Cincinnati, we could we could see him get picked off a couple times this game. Uh, so yeah, that
1: could I, be I one agree. Of
0: the he, for the Bengals to win the game. Mm, so,
1: he had an interception in the red zone um, on their first really uh, first good possession in the NFC Championship game. It was, mm, you know, not the best throw in the world. Um, and also, I mean, Jack Whiskey tarts. Drop yeah, interception, dropped interception, yeah. Which you know, I, I don't, it, there was still a lot of time in the clock, and a lot of people were like, Oh, 49ers would have won that game. I can't believe Rams got bailed out because of that, but there was still a, a good bit of time. And you okay, me? Yeah, yeah.
0: Sorry, guys. This is going to be part two of the Super Bowl episode of season two. Uh, my bad. There were some technical difficulties, but uh, we were talking about Matthew Stafford, um, you know, his interceptions and, you know, that he's uh, he's never not able to throw interceptions. You know, you can't. Uh, I heard people say, like, you know, you can uh, take Stafford out of Detroit, but you can't take the Detroit out of <laughs> Stafford. <laughs> Uh, what, what were you saying again?
1: I was. I, I. He should have had two interceptions in the NFC Championship game, you know. And I think he'll have probably, you know, one. At least one. At least one, but no more than two. I mean, more than two might well might prove we'll losing the game. Yeah, might prove costly <laughs> in in this game, and I. I think the Cincinnati secondary is probably the best that this Rams team has played yet. I mean, Jesse Bates is an all-pro. Um, Vaughn Bell is a great player. Um, who I think that's the other safety. Mike Hilton has had a great postseason. Eli Apple has made some big plays. I've seen a lot of beams saying, oh, Eli Apple, if he's matched up against Cooper Cup, no one's going to stop him. And I don't think they have to stop Cooper Cup to win this game. You can let Cooper Cup have his 150 burger like he does every game. He's going to get it somehow, right? He's a great he's a great route runner. It's like trying to guard Devontae Adams, like even Jalen Ramsey earlier this year when the Rams visited Lambeau for a NFC divisional rematch from last year. They they got served and Jalen Ramsey especially did. Devonte adams had a i'm pretty sure a huge game and he did in that divisional game as well so you know it's not as much trying to stop the best receivers it's about trying to mitigate their effects and you can mitigate that by you know not letting obj have more than 50 yards you know yeah. shutting down van jefferson d um kendall blanton who's going to be the starting tight end in place for higby mm-hmm you know what is his impact can you you know stop him from getting like a touchdown reception like he did against the bucks yeah. um so my point my point is is cooper cup can have his 150 yards and a touchdown but if they can keep the other guys down and keep matthew stafford's total passing yards down and have him really rely on cooper cup i think good things good things are going to happen for cincinnati
0: yeah, definitely. Oh um Hey yeah, basically said it all like that's basically Cincinnati's <laughs> defensive game plan. Um it's really up to those that secondary to stop Stafford, um other other than like Cooper Cup and them, because getting to Making the quarterback have like a miserable Super Bowl is always going to win you the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we saw it last, we we saw it last year. You know, we saw it Super Bowl Fifty. We saw it in like a lot of Super Bowls, like Super Bowl Forty Eight. Um, if the su- if the quarterback can't do anything, the superstar quarterback, like we saw Peyton Manning, arguably have the best quarterback season he he did he had the statistically best quarterback season of all time 2013
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he couldn't do shit in the super bowl because seattle's secondary was that good um they you know only scored eight points um but I, I definitely hope this super bowl is not like that you know nobody wants to see yeah um you know a super bowl ending up like you know how it did last year i know like Nobody wanted to... Nobody expected uh, Mahomes to be shut out basically for the entire game like that. Um, you know, the Bucks' defense played insane. Um, but yeah, people are definitely getting tired of that. That's why I think we're also wanting... like Me and you, we also want to see big offensive performances mm-hmm. from these two teams. Um,
1: yeah. But the most high-scoring and memorable... Um, Super Bowl in recent memory was Super Bowl was 52. That, yeah,
0: Eagles.
1: When Patriots. yeah, 41-33, which is an unheard of score line. You know, usually when one team scores that many points, it's usually a blowout, um, and the other team doesn't come even close. But yeah, as a neutral viewer, this is this is a this is a neutral viewer just the NFL fans' dream. Like you said, you texted me the other day, second-year superstar quarterback Joe Burrow yeah. against guy who has been you know a former first overall pick in Matthew Stafford but yeah. has suffered his whole career in Detroit so um it's, this is like think,
0: a game where you don't want to see any of these people lose but uh-huh. um yeah it just has to happen it's the biggest game
1: mhm so there's got there's got to be a winner or it wouldn't have any meaning to it but yeah. i do like this matchup again with the quarterbacks both of these guys you know i I assume both of them will have over 300 yards passing each I think um like- yeah I mean you could even see 350 which again hasn't happened since like Super Bowl 52 I think Nick Foles had yeah. like 400 something yards yeah,
0: Tom Brady had like 500. Tom Brady yeah 500 <laughs> yeah imagine throwing
1: 500 touch 500 and, and Joe Burrows
0: and Joe Burrow just uh, established himself into that conversation, too. He, he threw, like, over 500 yards against the Ravens, even though the Ravens are all injured and all of that. But, um, <laughs> like, it's still he's capable of doing that. And that's actually insane to be a second-year quarterback throwing 500 yards. I don't even think, like, there's quarterbacks that have played for, like, 17, 18 years that haven't even thrown 500 yards. Um, yeah. So that's extremely impressive. We, we see, like, what these two quarterbacks are capable of doing and i know we're going to get a great matchup it's going to be really fun to watch
1: um, mm. we were talking about that the rams d line how stacked they are against a subpar uh Bengals offensive line and like you said if you want a quarterback to have a miserable day offensively in a super bowl i mean in just in any football game you got to bring yeah. the heat and you got I mean, to you got to get to that and and as a as a neutral viewer and uh, we want to see a high scoring offensive game or just you know just a good game in general you don't want to see Joe Burrow you know the worst nightmare would be the Rams just him out and Joe Burrow's running for his life because i think that's a more that is a more um th- there's a better chance of that happening than you know um, Matthew Stafford running for his life because I'd say the Rams offensive line is one of the best in the league. We,
0: we also got to take into account that the Rams basically did that to Kyler Murray all game in like the mm-hmm. the divisional round, right?
1: Uh, wild card. Yeah. Wild
0: card round. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kyler Murray, he couldn't do anything. Everybody expected him to, you know, have a pretty good game himself. But Sean McVeigh, he's, he's not. He's not scared of, like, um, putting the pressure on the quarterbacks. He's not he, – like, he's capable of doing that. He has yeah. the most, like, consistent defense in the league, I would say. Um, so we, we have to acknowledge that the Rams are capable of doing that. But mm-hmm. the Bengals are one of those teams that even if they go up against these uh, teams that people can argue have way better odds at winning – um, like they, they could prove them wrong. Like they've done it the last three weeks, um, like two or three weeks. You know, I'm not sure if the Raiders were favored over them in the wild card round. Yeah, but you know, beating the Titans, beating the Chiefs, um, two like you know, top three, top four teams in the AFC. It's, um, they can definitely do it against the Rams. So yeah, there's nothing-
1: they. They deserve to be here. They beat the number one seed. They beat the number two seed in consecutive weeks to make it to this to this point. And like you said, you know, Sean McVay, Zach Taylor. It's a very offensive-minded head coaching matchup. Um, I I'm really I'm really interested. The game is going to be won and lost in those situations where they're around the the half. And maybe there's a fourth down. Are they going to go for it? You know, I would see the Bengals. You know, maybe going for it less because they have such a great kicker, clutch kicker, and Evan McPherson.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, who I mean, also another person who was drafted by the Bengals. You know, you've seen that in recent years, kickers being drafted. And is that something that changes now? Because such an important position yeah, this,
0: this could definitely start like a, a kicking like a kicker revolution in the NFL. <laughs> but people like scouting at like you know college games could definitely keep an eye on more kickers too yeah um, like uh wasn't Rodrigo Blankenship he was also drafted right
1: um, um the Colts I think I believe so. yeah he's a he's a Colt. yeah he was on I
0: think he was on Georgia Georgia Tech yeah. Or something. yeah 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 He's, he's a pretty solid kicker himself too so mm-hmm.
1: um, and there's
0: you know we see Justin Tucker the arguably greatest kicker of all time who just made the 66 yard field goal earlier this year um, he was from a, I think he, was, he he's in Texas he was from Texas he's I mean, Texas he was, he was yeah. on the Longhorns yeah I think he was on the Longhorns mm-hmm. um, so these um, these kickers that get drafted like it's they're gonna it, it's gonna start a, a, like a revolution
1: yeah, and you need a good kicker to make it to make it this far. Matt Gay has been one of the most efficient this year. Evan McPherson, probably the most clutch. Um, I mean, look at the conference runner-ups. Harrison Butker for the Chiefs is is a great we, we player. Also, Robbie like, Gould had a clutch playoff.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah, he, he did. He he won them the game. So well, yeah, like, with this this year we've seen like. That divisional round weekend was just amazing, um, and it all came down to like kickers. So,
1: and yeah, like you said, the coaches, the um, both of these guys are fearless. They're not afraid to go go for yeah. it on on fourth down. Um, who's going to convert more of them in more important situations? That that could be a big um, a big factor in the game. And you know, something I thought this might be the first time, in, and I don't know if it's the first time, but. Interesting. Both teams had their home wild card game, and then um, and then we're supposed to be on the road. I mean, if the San Francisco 49ers didn't make it that far and were a lower seed, um, Rams would have probably been playing on the road in an NFC Championship game against Green Bay, for example. Um, but both are number four seeds playing in... Um, the four seats yeah. from their respective conferences made the super bowl so i might have to Man, check that that's, out that's never that happened that time
0: yeah that's never uh-huh. happened um so it, it's like the lowest uh seating against each other that's what they said um i mean it doesn't seem like it right like we see the rams like mm-hmm. wow the rams are four seed they're not even a top yeah. three seed um but yeah
1: rams rams are four seed but they lost that last game um that last week to san francisco which got yeah, that, the, the birth but also gave yeah. the bucks that two seed um so that was a actually a big loss in the ram's eyes but that's behind them now and they're in the super bowl they're hosting yeah. a super bowl yeah maybe it was um, it was good that they uh
0: went yeah up against you know like the cardinals and mm-hmm. you know because those teams that they played were kind of like basically not ready uh I mean, yeah the bucks were But you know, the Rams gave them a hard time in that game for like 90% of that game.
1: Yeah, same with Cincinnati. They won, they clinched their division with that huge win against Kansas City in in weeks in week 17, and then week 18, they lost to Cleveland. Um, and surprising, and so they were like, okay, we got our playoff berth, we'll take the four seed, and then they got. Um, then they got Las Vegas to play, and that was probably their best matchup. No, you, know, I, I'd rather play. I'd, I think I'd rather play Las Vegas than um, you know six seed New England or um, maybe a defensive team like like Pittsburgh in a division rival. Even though they had Pittsburgh's yeah. number, um, but they weren't worried. I think that shows you the confidence. The Bengals were like, whichever team we're we get in the wild card round, we're fine with, and yeah. you know that's like an they beat after the Raiders time.
0: yeah we yeah. the Raiders so um, kicked off
1: yeah anyways so, uh, uh you wanna get to let's score reveal, predictions yeah let's reveal our prediction you uh
0: alright alright you do the honors um, I've been thinking over the last week or two uh both sides definitely like these points that these great points that you made you know that we have both made um definitely been thinking about it for the last two weeks um in all honesty, I think that the Bengals will win this game um I think they're gonna win mm-hmm. and ups I don't know if this would count as an upset or not, but um because the the Rams have been anticipated to win this game, you know their defense has definitely um gave them a big advantage like in talking points and stuff like, against the Bengals you know like we you said like you know their offensive line and all of that um but you know from the other points that we've made I think that you know this team the Bengals I think they're gonna win this game um and it's gonna be a high scoring game I'm gonna say the Bengals will win 37 to 34 I think it's gonna be uh one of the best Super Bowls to will watch um in the last 10 years so
1: yeah. Um I think you know you can you can build up all the suspense you want, but I knew that you were gonna pick the bangles. But yeah. I think for the for the uh, really? audience's sake, the listeners, um yeah. I, I, I like that, but hey, it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't go against you, so you know yeah. where I'm going with this. Yeah, I know you um, Rams. Yeah, Look, like we said, I don't want either team to lose. It's a great matchup. <laughs> it's a win-win either way. Yeah. And I admit, you know, I I picked the Bengals to only win one playoff game. They yeah. won that wild card game and I was like, you know, I was pretty... I was pretty um, set on the fact that I thought the Titans were built to, you know, finally get over the hump. And yeah. same with Green Bay and I thought it was going to be the one season each conference but now we got the four seeds in each conference yeah. and you know I remember that first uh, when I picked them to beat Oakland I was like I'm not going to bet against Joe Burrow especially in yeah. a game like this but I bet against them the last two weeks and I mean the last those last two rounds and I was he, and I was pro- also, I was I'm proven sorry, wrong but... and you know there's something to be said I mean you know he's they call him Joe Joe cool, you know after Montana or Joe yeah. Burr Shaisti uh, for Burrow. for a reason. Um, you know he's a he's a really he's a really good player and I hate I hate to go up against him, but um okay, I but think he's there's... meeting his his equal in this game in Matthew yeah. Stafford and I think the Rams just have overall a, a, a considerably better team. Yeah. Um, like you know, it would be heartbreaking to see them lose. In there, yeah.
0: like I can say, I I would love if Von Miller could get a second ring. You know, <laughs> like I would love to see it. Um, I'm not rooting against them. I'm not rooting against anybody. Thank God. Like it's the first time in a while that I can finally just enjoy the game. Yeah, um, exactly. No matter who, no matter who wins, like I won't mind. Um, but you also gotta know Drake. He put a big bet on the Rams to win and that never goes well when Drake does that. (laughs) Um, So he he put like, I think he put, I don't know how much, how many millions in like Canadian dollars or something on this bet. He said that Mm -hmm. the Rams would win and OBJ would get a touchdown and over a hundred yards. Um, you know it is possible, definitely. Yeah. So he didn't but, just bet money know, line; he put, it put is, a whole parlay on there. It is. It is Drake. So you never know. There's yeah. a Drake curse. We got to. We got to see it.
1: The 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 Drake curse. I know yeah. it, it was it was legit for a while. and Then but he's had some some haven't you know been uh, curses, but yeah. um, I think yeah there there's still a uh, a good amount that he of teams that he's cursed in recent memory um but anyways i just i feel like it's like the rams time um in front of their home crowd um you know they finally have the quarterback to get over the hump and there was a lot of you know talk on you know sports channels the last two weeks in preparation for the super bowl saying oh is it a disappointment if the rams don't win the super bowl Mm -hmm. um because you know it's just the same result and they sacrificed so much to to get um to replace jared goff with matthew stafford when they did the swap with detroit but um and i think yeah in the minds of those guys who were there a few um who are still on the team from a few years ago like aaron donald like cooper cup who i guess didn't well didn't play in that season or or robert woods or higby it's Andrew Whitworth, their left tackle, who just won Walter Payton Man of the Year, right, um, is everybody
0: deserves it. Like,
1: uh huh. Everyone, 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 everybody deserves it. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not about who deserves it; it's about who wins it. I think. Yeah. But I have trust in I have trust in the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. There isn't really much to say. It's a it's a really close matchup with them, which I mean we have talked about it. We love it's a it's a it's a really good matchup and i mean you look at it with like the odds there it's like the rams are barely favored yeah um so yeah i mean the Ram. yeah they're still the favorites but it's at like so i guess other people minus 100
0: other people still feel like uh these teams are equal like we were talking about these two teams are equal so it's almost the same. Yeah.
1: I just, there really isn't, (laughs) isn't much to say. I feel like we talked about it before we even make the picks, but you know, for the, for the reasons I think like the Rams have a better defense, uh, Stafford, it just, it it feels like his time. I know that isn't like, that's just, that's like the, that's the emotional argument behind it. Not really logical or like stats driven, Mm -hmm. but they have overall better team they have the defensive line he has the uh, the weapons he needs um i just i don't see from how he's played in playoffs thus far he would have to significantly underperform for them to not even have a chance to win this game for it to even like not be close so i just don't see that happening And because I feel like there's a better chance of the Rams lose I feel like there's a better there's a better chance that the Bengals that the Rams lose a close one than the Mm -hmm. Bengals winning, you know, by by a lot. So for that reason. The Rams are either going to win a tight one, a blowout, or it's going to be a heart or it's going to be a heartbreaking loss, a yeah. heartbreaking loss for them. So, I, I say, I say, go Rams! Um, all right. Cincinnati, Cincinnati will be back. I, I, uh, okay. I, I believe in that.
0: All right, all right. Um, I thought, I mean. Isn't it kind of hard for like Seahawks fans to like root for the Rams right now? <laughs> like you're like a I'm, secondary
1: like Seahawks fan. A right? Secondary Seahawks fan. Yeah, I was talking to my fam, my my dad last night. Just call my, you know, call my family because I'm away at college. But yeah, um, and he was like, yeah, go Bengals. Don't want to see those Rams win, but <laughs> you know, I I don't have like I don't have really. um prejudice against division rivals like okay. most fans do. That, that's like uh, I was like I know you like you hate the Chiefs, you know, cuz they're in the AFC West with your Broncos, but I was rooting I was rooting for the Eagles in Super Bowl 52 to beat the Patriots, even though I I've, I mean,
0: yeah, nobody I mean, the, uh-huh. the Eagles in that situation are yeah. really similar to the of uh, the Bengals
1: in this situation mm-hmm.
0: right now. So,
1: I was also um, what's another it's not a good example. Um,
0: what about the what about the Giants
1: and Patriots? Yeah, I was I was rooting for the Giants when they were playing the Patriots those okay. those uh, last two times. So what about the even though I I 49ers? grew up watching um, the 49ers.
0: Yeah, 49 ers Ravens.
1: Who I didn't really care. That was probably the most recent one where I didn't have like a. Um, are you? yeah i I really didn't care okay about that one that was that's probably the most recent super bowl in memory that you know had two quarterbacks that you weren't expecting to be in it yeah so it's like similar to that this year is um is is my point but you know i grew up watching you know these my division rivals eagles with donovan McNabb, (laughs) michael vick just farming washington same with the giants the eli manning and you know dallas even tony romo would yeah. would give us the work sometimes but I know it's uh
0: it's been tough being in washington <laughs> how do you feel about the new name we didn't even talk about that
1: oh my god that's a horrible <laughs> name it's horrible
0: i feel like it's gonna yeah. grow on you it's, uh like later on it's it's definitely gonna grow on you guys like all the washington guys.
1: i think you know i think i you know i didn't think about that i you know maybe like a maybe like a fine wine it'll it'll age well yeah. and as you know maybe they'll maybe they have a dynasty in 15 years and then that name becomes synonymous with you know excellence and in sports and they're a big deal you know yeah. <laughs> I don't know
0: if you saw that one um, meme on like NFL memes IG. It said that the Washington football team just got renamed to like the people
1: that that killed the Redskins. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're like they can't do anything right. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh huh. It's. um, I I just I looked at the other. The other name options they had: Washington Armada, Washington Brigade. Warriors, Brigade was my. Red
0: tails, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I, I didn't think they were going to do Red Tails because they were going to go away from something that had anything with red in it. Again, they were going to keep the color red in their uniforms as their primary color, the burgundy and gold. But, um, you know, I didn't want them to do something that was you know so it's so straightforward yeah I mean. most teams in you know the nation's capital they're you know the nationals the capitals the commanders I mean it goes along with it I mean the the wizards stick out like a sore thumb in that case but um Sipping the bullets <laughs> I just thought that commanders I don't know I could I, I feel like a, a five year old could have thought of that you know, yeah. I like personally. Uh... I like the brigade, but you know, there's there's some Washington fan who is like ecstatic about the name. That was probably yeah. their favorite. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm happy for them. It's it's just a name in the end. Yeah. Um, it won't matter once we win those titles, right? So yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, uh, yeah that was a big thing that happened in the league since we've had our last podcast also i mean the whole brian flores thing
0: oh my god yeah didn't get to talk about <laughs> but, but, i mean uh, i wasn't i don't i mean it's like what's it called like you know your
1: broncos has... your broncos don't look good maybe you should find a new team dude <laughs>
0: <laughs> um i mean i saw john elway's response to it um, he had a pretty good response like it's like the only response you can really give in that situation um like i mean flores did accuse uh john elway and uh joe ellis for uh being like drunk uh while going to the interview um i mean i don't i don't
1: i didn't even know that, that part of the i didn't know that part of the lawsuit he oh, i didn't know the that? flores yeah the flores like, lawsuit made that claim that they were like yeah intoxicated yeah. on the interview <laughs> but,
0: yeah no like But Elway said that on the way to the interview, it was like really late at night. We were just tired. That's what he said. Um, You know, there's always two sides to one story. You know, like Flores definitely, um, you know, I could believe Flores, I could believe Elway. But after seeing what the Texans just did, I think it's, um, you know, this lawsuit can definitely be put into uh, the dirt. Um, Like the Texans, they just hired, uh, what's his name? lovey smith right as head coach so um, yeah
1: lovey smith is
0: like i we you know this is a podcast where we don't get political we don't get into those kind of topics um we don't have to but like <laughs> seeing what the texans just did uh to hire lovey smith i like you know i definitely could have seen if flores didn't start that um, the lawsuits he could be the next texans head coach
1: so, yeah, Um <clears throat> yeah. Like, like you said, we don't like to get political. I think the only thing I'll say about about the whole situation is that I think there is Flores does have grounds. I I, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. for what he's saying. I I wouldn't say with like every franchise. You know, not every not every interview process is going to be the same but I really think the Giants you know got the worst of it Um, Oh,
0: because the the text right
1: yeah the text um you know the whole Belichick sending it to the the wrong Brian that's how that's how Flores kind of figured out but um like you said I mean he could be the next Texans head coach but I, I I appreciate that you know somebody had to somebody had to do it because the Rooney rule it's you know uh, it was put in place with good intentions but you know there's always some loopholes that these teams and these owners can can get around that make it just almost irrelevant just
0: like I just feel like if it's anybody to blame it's it's literally like the Dolphins office man (laughs) um they paid Flores to lose games that's what he said um, they fired him and now they just hired Logic as the head coach. Logic. So... <laughs> so um, <laughs> like, yeah, that's... I feel like that's all... Like, Low-key, though. Yeah, I yeah, all not think about that. That's all in Miami. Okay, yeah. I don't it, think the Broncos should have anything to do with this. I mean, Elway, no Ellis, they... They might get into some stuff with this, but I don't think it's that big. Um, I think Flores tried to turn the story a little bit, but um, you know, that's
1: I I first off, Brian Floyd shouldn't have even been fired. Right to start You should out have not been fired. He was a great one. Encoder, yeah. 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 To start out one and seven and you finish eight and seven with the winning record. Like the Dolphins, I get it. They have a lot of young talent, like they wanna win pretty soon I would say they've had a few years since Tannehill left they made the playoffs in 2016 with Tannehill um he left um they haven't been to the playoffs since but um they have a really talented team and Flores is a great he is a great coach he's a what a three time he's a three time Super Bowl winning um staffer with the with uh the New England Patriots um he's a great football mind, but I I think what's, I think what's sad about like the whole situation is that like, when I saw this headline, I wasn't surprised, you know, that there's like with the Rooney rule, there's a quota that these teams have to meet to make it even to, you know, have under the, under the guise of a, of a fair interview process and equal opportunity to all people, regardless of their, race, color, creed, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there are, of course, you know, going into every interview, there might be some people who, for a, a job as big of a he- as a head coach or general manager in any set, sort of business and institution, you know, there's going to be some people that people are already considering. I think in the Broncos case, you know, you, you saw all the speculation. You're like, yeah, Hackett looks like the front runner. Yeah. So odds were against Flores in the first place and odds were in favor for for a guy um like Nathaniel Hackett. But the thing is, uh, um,
0: that um, the Flores interview was not actually supposed to be uh, when they fired Fangio. It was when they fired uh Vince Joseph. This was supposed to be this is actually dating like two years back, two
1: three. Oh years really? Yeah, this was uh
0: yeah. Um But you know, like I don't want to say I don't want to be that guy and say like, yeah, we had Vince Joseph, um, so like you know that shouldn't be a problem for if like if we didn't hire Flores, you know, like I would say rather it was looking at, um, like the skill of these coaches, right? That's Mm -hmm. why it's that's why we hire like head coaches. You know, you want to you want to hire people if they're you know good at their job. I'm not saying Flores is not good at his job, but maybe the Broncos were just more interested in another head coach candidate, mm. you know,
1: so. I mean, like, like you said, the, you know, the Broncos have been, it's about, it's about the fit. And I think Hackett fits, fits really well. Definitely. Um, no, I'm, I'm very you know, happy you're, about You you've been struggling offensively. You got a guy. Yeah. Um, who can make, you know, you said, you made Blake Bortles look like an all-star. I don't think he, <laughs> he made Blake Bortles. I mean, he, he made Blake Bortles look good enough because they made it far that season. But, yeah,
0: he um, just uh, had Aaron Rodgers play like an MVP for two straight years. And, um, you know, three straight years basically on the Packers. And yeah.
1: You do Defense, really well with him I'd say Brian Flores is a defensive player. Um, oriented coach and that's never been your problem in the last decade yeah never, yeah right yeah. so it's... you need somebody who's going to revamp the offense and you see that with like there has been a shift um in the nfl where you're getting these offensive minded coaches and they're some of the brightest minds in the nfl mm-hmm. that we have in a matchup like that mm-hmm. right now in the super bowl
0: with yeah, zach like... taylor
1: sean McVay, kyle shanahan uh um what's his why am i uh What's his first name? Fle- oh, Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's all, um, Andy Reid is a great offensive coach. Um, yeah. Like, we got,
0: uh, like, you know, people were also looking at uh, the Chief Eric enemy, right? Everybody wants him, uh, the Chiefs offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, but I think he's sticking with the Chiefs. I'm not sure. Like, now, now uh, the Jaguars, they just got uh, Doug uh, Peterson.
1: Doug Peterson, um, yeah. I guess
0: I mean it's better than nothing, right? Uh, it's, it, yeah, it's really better than nothing. It, Vikings wanted Jim Arba, but they got. Um, what's
1: his yeah, who name? They did
0: they get? The, they got the Rams' offensive coordinator, I think. Right.
1: Um, yeah, I know it was offensive coordinator from some type of some successful team. It's usually it was the teams Rams. that are successful. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I forgot his name. Uh, let's see.
1: Um show. Anyways, the Kevin O'Connell,
0: yeah, that was Kevin O'Connell. Yeah.
1: Um I think And it's the same with the Giants. I mean, you knew like they they hired the Bills front office guy to be the new GM. Of mm-hmm. course they were gonna take their offensive coordinator in in, in Brian Dable, right? So they already yeah. had also a guy in mind. So it's just like it is the unfortunate um the unfortunate part of the Rooney rule. I'm not surprised. It's probably ha- it's not only Hugh Jackson and Brian Flores who's probably mm-hmm. have been um, victims of, you know, this of of a situation like this. Um Bro, but, I
0: don't you know. I don't even like Hugh Jackson, why is he even talking? <laughs> like he, he was like arguably the worst head coach ever. Um but, I mean, I guess he can, you know, bring his argument to the table. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, but I, I remember people were like, no, nah, man, Hugh Jackson, he uh, needs to, like, step out of this conversation. He was, like, he went, like, one and, uh, like, 31 or something in two years with the Browns, so.
1: Yeah, I think, but it definitely the lawsuit has some has some grounds and, like, the situation is just um, – it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but hopefully the NFL, you know, does something about it and changes the rules. But um, anyways, yeah, anyways,
0: yeah. yeah we uh, got a little bit off topic. But, um, <laughs> I think this conversation we were supposed to have uh, the week after the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know we will have uh, a week after the super bowl where we we have one more episode i believe um talking about Mm -hmm. you know the off season talking about you know the super bowl champion that just won um Mm -hmm. so yeah this is just a
1: a season in review yeah um and in preparation for maybe the draft it'll be the first episode of uh season three of unfiltered season three already
0: yeah Uh, the official season three of Unfiltered will start about, um, I would say like a couple weeks before, uh, the regular season starts. Um, so, you know, whenever we have time, we'll definitely start season three. But anyways, guys, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um, this is part two of the season finale of season two and, uh, enjoy the game. Hope you guys, Mm -hmm. uh... Have fun watching it, and I'll see you next time, Cameron.
1: Yep, go Rams.
0: All right. All right. See you, bro.
1: See ya.